Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, and welcome back. We are getting together once again for our Sunday morning breakfast and learn program over here. And we're going to be discussing an interesting halachic topic that is based on a pasuk in what we laid yesterday, yesterday's parsha. Yesterday's parsha. Hashem tells Moshe, tell the Jews the following famous utterance, the following famous line. So famous that it gets its own mafter, uh, its own Shabbos named after it. And it's the, it's, let's, let's quote now from the Pasuk. Inside this Perikud Bezim Parshas, Boy, Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, this month is for you. This month is your month. And today is the first of the, that month. And this month is the head. Is the first of all months. It should be the first of the months of the months of the year. We're talking about the month of Nisan. And Hashem is talking to Moshe and Aaron on Rosh Chodesh Nisan in the land of Egypt. And Hashem is telling Moshe and Aaron that this month is your month, and it's the first of all the months of the year of your months. So, uh, an inspiring Pasuk, an innocent-looking Pasuk, innocent in, in its inspiration, and uh, again, this is, this is the, what we read, uh, became, became a, a mafter, became a Shabbos on its own. This is the Shabbos right before Rosh Chodesh Nisan, we, we lane this as the mafter, and it's called Parshas HaChodesh. Parshas HaChodesh, based on this line, HaChodesh HaZelochem. What is the meaning of this Pasuk? What does it mean that this month is the first of all the months? What, what do we do with that Pasuk? What do we do with this inspiration? In other words, how's that, how does that um, translate into practical terms? So Rashi and the Ramban on the Parsha actually learn the Pasuk more or less the same way. They learn that there's a mitzvah going on over here. It's a mitzvah, da'araisa, a positive commandment, a positive commandment from the Torah, that Nisan should be the first month of the months of the year. Says Rashi, the Ein Mikra Yotzimi Dei Pshutoi. The Pashup Shan this Pasuk is Achadish Nisan Amaloi Zayyeh Rosh Lasedim Minen Chadashim. So Hashem is telling Moshe and Aaron that Nisan should be the first, the first of uh, of the months of the year. Should be this should be the first month. Nisan, if you want to know which month is the first month, Nisan is the first month. And uh, Rashi is saying that's the Pashup Shat Shkayich. And if that's the Pashup Shat. That means that that's what the Torah is, uh, is, is communicating to us over here. Uh, in this Pasuk, make sure that Nisan is the first month. The Ramban says the same thing, and he says it even more uh, explicitly, and, 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 and um, elaborates even more. Says the Ramban, what is, what is the Torah saying when it says this month should be the first month? Klal Yisrael needs to count Nisan as the first month. Nisan has to be month number one. This is one. And this is how we start the count of the 12 months of the year. Year has to be number two. Seven is number three. Tammuz is four. Av is five. Elul is six, etc. All the months have to be counted from Nisan, one through 12, and Nisan has to be number one. According to Ramban and Rashi, and then the Ramban believes this is a positive commandment, the Mitzvah Saseh Doraiso. This is a mitzvah that we learn from HaChadosh HaZelochem. Nisan has to be the first, and all the other months have to follow suit. And Rashi seems to be learning the same exact way. How far does this go? 
in terms of practical halacha. So the Chassam Soifer takes this quite seriously. The Chassam Soifer and his Talmidim. Chassam Soifer famously writes. He famously writes several places that that um, he writes in scathing terms of uh, what has befallen us here in Gullus, that, that uh, so many Jews aren't doing this anymore, and we're guilty of prolonging the Gullus, we're guilty of immersing ourselves in Gullus, when what? When we have a document, and we date this document according to the, the, um, the secular date. You have a document, you have a, a, a letter you're writing someone, correspondence, and says the Chassam Soifer, Jew takes out this correspondence, and you want to write a letter to somebody, you want to send out an email, and you put on the top what the date is, and you put on the top. 1-29-23, which is today's date. 1-29-23, says the Chassam Soifer, what's going on? What happened to HaKadosh If you put 1-29-23, or if you live in Israel, 29-123. Imagine they probably do that in Europe also in Russia. Yeah, that's why they do it in Israel. All the, all the weird things they do in Russia made it in Israel, right? Within 24 hours. That's right, the 20, military time. Military time. So uh, whether you do 23, 1, 20, uh, um, what did I say? What's the 29? 29, 1, 23, you do 1, 29, 23. Says the Chassam Seifer, what's going on? How can you write 1, 29, 23? When you write 1, 29, you're saying January is the first month. When, I, when I'm, I'm in February... And I write 2, whatever, 2, 1, 23, February 1st. I'm declaring February as the first, as the second month. I'm declaring March as the third month. April is the fourth month, etc. How am I allowed to do it? Nisan is the first month, not January. You're asking a different, okay, excellent. So Dov is asking a different question over here. Why is Nisan the first month? Tishrei is the first month, right? So that's, that's a beautiful question. The answer, we can't get into the full answer, is beyond the scope of this morning's uh, module, but there's different Jewish years. There's a Jewish year that starts in Nisan and ends in, in uh, Adar. There's a Jewish year that starts in Tishrei and ends in Elul. This has to do with the sugis in the beginning of, uh, of Rosh Hashanah. It may also have to do, there's a, there's a big machlegs in Masech Rosh Hashanah when the world is created. Machlegs Rabbi Shuhin Rebelezer. Was the world created in Nisan? Was the world created in Tishrei? So we may be going here with the opinion that the world is created in Nisan and on Tishrei, or even if we believe the world is created in Tishrei, maybe there's just two different ways of canting the year. There's the national year, which begins in Nisan, and maybe then there's the the uh, year of judgment, which begins in Tishrei. So it could be these are all different ways of approaching your question. But excellent question. In any case, we're going right now with just the the mitzvah over here. This pasuk that Nisan, if you're a yid, Nisan is the first month. Nisan is the first month. Says the Chassam Soifer, he decries this, pra- this practice. He shries chayvikayim. He gets all upset at these yidim that are that are that are, that are dating documents, letters, correspondence, checks with. Numbers, they're numbering the months, not according to Nisan, what's going on. So, it's a, so this is the Chassam Seifer, takes it very seriously, seriously including the Chassam Seifer's Tamidim, the Maram Shik. He takes it even a step further, which we'll get to momentarily. But the question is, it's a question on us. It's a question on us and, and, and our practice. How is it indeed that, that um, we're able to do such a thing? How is it that we are kind of casual about this when we have Rashi and the Ramban telling us that there's an explicit Pasuk telling us that the months have to be numbered with Nisan. How are we just ignoring this? And, and, and the common practice is to use 
numbers to number the secular dates with the secular months. Not according to Nisan. How do we, what's the limitzchus, as we would say? What's the defense for Kla Yisrael over here? And maybe there isn't a defense. Maybe we're all, you know, every time we send an email to somebody, every time we write a letter, every time we write a check, maybe we're all, every check is sending us deeper and deeper and deeper into Gehenna, maybe. Maybe. What? Did Rashi actually use it? I don't know. I'm not sure if it's documented. But what's very interesting to note, what's very interesting to note is that the Chassam Soifer who writes, who does write, that what, what happened to Klai Yisrael, that we're ignoring this, this Pasuk, the Chassam Soifer himself, in a tshuva, actually uses the English name. Chassam Soifer. Chassam Soifer in a tshuva uses the secular date. Listen to this. He's standing on a, 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 um, a woman whose husband disappeared. He went off, he was in the army. Uh, this is not, not the Jewish army, right? Anyway, the Chassam Sefer lived in uh, Prezburg. So this is the Tsar's army or something, yeah? Um, and so he disappeared. Anyway, he has a whole shadow with the Naguna. But um, so, so he got a response. The Chassam, I'm, I'm re-quoting from the Shuv over here. Kichar Vesuvioim Chavtes October 1810. On the 29th of October in the year 1810, says the Chassam Sefer. Um, Limizparm, he does say according to the secular cant, but he gives us the secular date. Good, he says what happened then. He, later in the truth, he quotes another date. You'd give October 1809, the 13th day of October 1809. So Chsam Sefer does use secular dates over here. So that's already how Lloyd Dover, who Chsam Sefer himself is using uh, secular dates, that already opens this up a little bit that maybe it's not so simple that you're not allowed to write a secular date. But but uh, let's get back to our original question. Now that we do see this time, you know, Yosefari was asking if Rashi ever used secular dates, that I don't know. Or if Rashi always is, is stuck to the, um, if Rashi exclusively used the, the, the Jewish dates. But the Chassam Sefer Neshuvah refers twice to secular dates over here. But anyway, what, what's, what's our defense? What, what's with us? What's with us? So let's just quickly go through the sugya from top to bottom. And this, this, the sugya does begin with the pasuk that we quoted. Nisan has to be the first of all the months, and that actually ends up um, in, a, in a gemara too. The gemara says, the gemara quotes this pasuk, and and, and the uh, gemara says that um, we learn from here that Nisan has to be the first month. Nisan has to be the first month. We learn from this uh, pasuk. We learn from this pasuk that Nisan has to be. The first month, because it says, um, Therefore, Nisan is the first month. Now, the question is, what does the Gemara mean? When the Gemara says that Nisan is the first month, the Gemara learning from this Pasik in Mesechus Rosh Hashanah says, Nisan has to be Rishon Hashana. What, what does that mean exactly? So Rashi and the Rabbana are telling us what that means. They say what that means is that when you count the months 1 through 12, Nisan has to be number 1, and everything follows suit. He is number 2, see if it's number 3, etc. Other Rishonim, though, in this Gemara, don't learn like Rashi and the Ramban. They say, yes, that Nisan has to be the first of the year, the first month of the year, but only in terms of, like, how to calculate the years in ter- with, with, with the, the order of Yom Tiv, with 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 carbonus and with, with making a nether, like does the yomtiv cycle start in Pesach? Maybe the yomtiv cycle starts in Sukkot, like like we, we, the question was asked earlier. We start in Tishrei, do we start in Nisan? Other is 
Rishonim believe that when the Gemara says that Nisan has to be the first month, it doesn't mean that you have to count one, two, three, four, five starting from Nisan. It just means the year begins in Nisan. The year begins in Nisan in terms of the cycle, the, the yearly cycle of, of which Yom Tov comes before, which Yom, come to, Yom Tov comes after. Is, is Yom Tov is Pesach Sukkah Shavuos, a Pesach Shavuos Sukkah, or is it Sukkah Pesach Shavuos? That's what the Gemara means. So right away we see that not all the Rishonim are really learning like Rashi and the Ramban. Not every Rishon learns this Pasuk and this Gemara that you have to, there's a mitzvah to count the months based on Nisan. Aleph, Beis. Yes, the Ramban and Rashi do seem to believe this is a mitzvah. But in general, how do we pask in halachas? When it comes to Psak halacha, we pask in halachas. There's a system in how to pass in halachas. You look to see how the Rishonim that, that, that codify halacha how do they codify the halacha? You know, we start with the, it's called the Paiskim, that's the Rambam, the Rif, the Rush, and then we look in Shulchan Aruch, etc. So when we look to see what the halacha is, we look first to the Rambam, and then we look, look to Shulchan Aruch. The Rambam, Rabbi Isai, in, in the entirety of the Yad HaZaka, Mishnah Torah, where the Rambam passes all the halachas of all the 613 mitzvahs, the Rambam never brings this mitzvah down anywhere. The Rambam never writes anywhere that Nisan has to be the first month of the 12 months. The Rambam doesn't write that, which means the Rambam disagrees with the Ram- Rambam and Rashi, which means the Rambam believes that even though, yes, the Torah says, Achadish is Elochem, Rishon now this is the first of the months, the Rambam is learning like the other Rishon, that means that the, the, the cycle, the yearly cycle begins in Nisan, doesn't begin in Tishrei. But now that there's a mitzvah to count the months 1 through 12 starting from Nisan, it's clear that the Rambam disagrees with Rashi and the Rambam because the Rambam doesn't bring this down halacha and it doesn't make it into Shulchan Aruch either. The Rambam doesn't bring this down, nor does Shulchan Aruch bring this down. So immediately, right off the bat, if we want to know where's Kleisel coming from, the Kleisel on their checks, they'll write 129.23, 29.123. On birthday cards, they'll write this. On, on, on correspondence, they'll write secular dates, numbering the months according to the secular months, not the Jewish months. So right off the bat, the, the, the Klai Yisrael has the Rambam to, to rely upon. Yes, the Ramban says you're not allowed to do it. Yes, the Ramban says you're, you're uh, violating a mitzvah daraisa, it could be an isra daraisa. But the Rambam clearly, apparently, apparently clearly disagrees with this. The Rambam doesn't bring down Allah, nor does Shulchan Aruch bring down Allah. Right off the bat, so that's who Klai Yisrael is relying upon as, as, as our first level of defense. Now, Question is now, but th- that's nice when we're uneducated. That's nice when we're uh, unenlightened. That's nice when we're, you know, in the dark. In the dark, so you defend the defend the that are in the dark, so you have the Rambam to back themselves up. But we're Baruch Hashem enlightened now. Everyone here at the table, we're enlightened. We're 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 educated. We know now that there's a Ramban that says you're not allowed to do this. So is that good enough for us? The fact that the Rambam disagrees. At the same time, the Ramban Nachmanides says you're not allowed to do it. And now we know that there's such a Nachmanis. Do we really want to rely on the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch to do what the Ramban believes is a prohibition? We need a second line of defense. Everybody with me? So this is good to defend. That's why we don't have to make a campaign and educate the masses because better let them remain in the dark, not knowing about this Machleg, not knowing about the Ramban. And they have the Rambam in their dark, in, in, their, in, their, in their, you know, not dark is a very, not a very complimentary term, but in, in, their, in their lack of awareness, they have the Rambam to rely upon so we don't have to go make a campaign, don't have to make a crusade about this. But we, Bar Hashem, we, Sunday morning breakfast and learn program over here in the Summerton Community Kyle of Summerton, Philadelphia, we know better. Do we want to rely just on the fact that the Rambam disagrees and Shulchan Aruch disagrees? What we should be writing Hebrew dates now because we know about this Rambam, we know about the Rashi. So we need a second line of defense. And the good news is there's not just a second line of defense, but Pashas is a third line of defense as well to defend this practice, but it may still 
create us, uh, you know, a reality for us that being mindful of this Ramban, now there may be room to incorporate this Ramban into our daily habits and lifestyles moving forward. But first, let's talk about the second line of defense in, in understanding why people are casual about not writing the Hebrew dates exclusively and they write the English dates. So first of all, um, yes, the Ramban and Rashi say that when we count the dates, we have to count them based on Nisan. Nisan is one, here is two, Sivan is three, four, five, six, all the way to Adar is twelve. That's how we have to count the dates. And not only that, the Ramban says, if I count the, the, the months, rather, the months, if I count the months based on the different counts, January, February, March, April, May, etc., June, I am violating this mitzvah. So when I write out a check, when I write out a check, am I really um, violating this mitzvah, according to the Ramban? Am I counting the months now based on a different count? Let's think about it. According to the Ramban, there's a mitzvah rishon hulachat sheshon. Nisan has to be the first month. So I write in a check, 129.23. Did I just violate this mitzvah because I'm counting now based on January being the first month? One could argue that I'm not violating it. What am I doing? I am communicating with the bank. If I write on my check, hey shvat, tafshin pay gimel, what's going to happen with that check? That's right. It's going to come bouncing back, a $30 fee. This, whoever I gave this check to is going to get quite upset at me. I'm going to be in big trouble. I, I start writing the Jewish state on there. If I have to send a letter to, uh, out to, um, to my, you know, the, the mortgage company, you know, with a, with a correspondence, with the doctor, with somebody, I write the Jewish state on the tap. They're not going to send it back, but they're going to be quite confused. They're not, going to, they're not going to know what I'm talking about. And not only that, you know, I might stay, start off as if it's an important correspondence that I have to have with a, a secular fellow, with a Gentile, with a non-Jew. It, it may just start off the correspondence on the wrong foot with the wrong, you know, uh, the wrong kind of spin over there. So when I put on the top of a correspondence that I'm sending to a non-Jew or a secular Jew, or certainly on the check that goes to the bank, I put the secular date there. I'm not counting the months differently than the Torah wants me to count. I'm communicating with someone who uses a different system. I, 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 this is your system, but I, I, and I have to communicate with you. I have to talk to you in your language, and your terms, your system that you understand, and this is your system according to your system. This is, this is uh, what you understand and, 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 and work with. One can argue, it's a very solid argument in halacha, that when you put the secular date on a check, you put the secular date on correspondence, on top of anything that you're using to communicate with someone outside of the system of Orthodox Jewry that doesn't know about Jewish dates, so I'm not counting the months differently, I'm just communicating with you. Very solid argument in halacha. Now the catch of this with this would be, but what if Lamaisa, I don't have to write 129, 23 on the check, I could write Jan. Could write Jan. You don't need to write January. Jan 29, 23. I don't have to write one. So here in the second line of defense, there would be Amidas Hasidus. There would be if one now that we know about this Ramban that says that we have to count the months. The month count has to be based on the Jewish months, not the secular months. There would be there would be pious and appropriate to write, if you can write Jan instead of one, Feb instead of two, Mar instead of three, to write that. Because I don't have to write one. Even though, yes, there's an argument that I'm just communicating with you. Um, I can communicate with you without numbering the months 
um, specifically. I can, I can write the name of the month, and I'm also communicating with you, whether that's the letter, or the correspondence, the email, or the check. So there would be Midas Chasidus still to write Jan instead of one, etc. I, I, why am I calling it Midas Chasidus? I, I'm not saying that you're absolutely obligated to do it, because in the second line of defense, I could still argue that even if I write, you know, I, 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 it saves me a few seconds to write 129, 223, two, uh, 314. Um, I'm still, Be'etzim, I'm communicating with you. That, that's really what I'm doing, is an act of just communicating with you, even if I choose to write one instead of Jan, even though we, yeah, I could write Jan instead of one, so why not write one? I'm numbering, no, I'm not numbering the months. I'm working on you with your system, so I'm communicating with the Gentile, with the non-Jew, with the secular Jew, someone who doesn't know about Tevis and Shvat and Tishrei and Nisan and Ir and Adar and everything else. Um, so, it's, it, it, with the second line of defense, which is a very solid one, we, it's hard, you can't say that since I can write Janus I want, so when I write one, I'm violating this even like the Ramban. No, but it would still be pious. It would be midas chasidis. It would be a nicety to be, now that we know about this, um, to write on the check, Jan instead of one. Now, there's a lot of times where you're in a computer system and you have to put in numbers. They don't let you put in Jan. So again, there's no Isser, even according to Rashi and the Ramban, because I'm not failing to count the months according to my months. I'm communicating with the computer. I'm communicating with this, with this, with this outfit, with this corporation that doesn't know about Jewish months. I'm talking to you on your terms, your language. I'm not failing to count the months. I'm, I'm, I'm using your terms. I'm communicating with you, okay? So that would be the second line of defense. In the second line of defense, we're saying that I'm not failing to count the months because I'm not working on my terms. I'm working on your terms. When I count the months, it's when I'm on my terms. And here I'm communicating with outfits that don't recognize my terms. So I'm allowed to use those numbers. That would be the second line of defense to defend Klai Yisrael. But we who know about this, it would be nice to, to train ourselves where we could get away with writing Jan, Feb, Mar, April, APR, and, and right, John, Jules. We nice to train ourselves to do that, and we have in mind that we're 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 following the Ramban and Rashi. Yes, question. When this uh, I'm quote unquote I'm communicated to you in your terms, the language you understand. When does it stop? Because how is it different from? Okay, if I'm living, God forbid, in, in a neighborhood that is prone to stealing, not to mention other things, that's their custom, that's their language. Am I not by the same token obligated to to do it? You just said that, that I'm writing to you in this language, I'm communicating to you, to a Gentile, in this form, because this is the form you're accustomed to, you understand, you follow. How's it different? Okay, if I'm living, as I said, I'm living there, and the custom there is to steal on Sundays and Mondays, why am I not obligated to do it? Well, the difference is like this. The Torah doesn't command Goyim to count according to Nisra, to Nisan, Nisan rather, I'm sorry, Nisan. The Torah doesn't give that mitzvah to the Goyim. The Torah gives the mitzvah to me. So I'm writing the Goyim right now. The Goyim have a different count. So I'm, I'm giving you something that you understand. I'm not counting for myself. I'm counting for you. That's the difference. Um, now it happens to be, uh, if anyone here ever lived in Eretz Yisrael, anyone ever held a bank account in Eretz Yisrael, all the Israeli banks accept the Hebrew date in addition to the English date. Either one is acceptable. Because officially, uh, a, um, even the Medina, Medina Sisral, has a dual count. L for legal purposes, even. For legal purposes, they count, the, even the secular newspapers, the secular newspapers have the English and the Hebrew date on them, uh, on the newspaper. It, it, it's it's, um, it's uh, recognized for legal purposes. They have a dual dating system over there. All the banks, all the banks, the most chiloini of the chiloinish banks over there, accept the Hebrew date, not in addition to the English date, but even instead of the secular date. So in Eretz Yisrael, to write 129.23 on the check is a little bit harder to defend 
in terms of our second line of defense, because hard for me to say anymore that I'm talking to you on your terms, communicating to you in a language that you understand. No, I'm writing this to Jews who, who work with the Hebrew day. So what, it's harder to hear a hetter if we're go, going with the second line of defense in Eretz Yisrael, very interestingly. To write a check with the second date in Eretz Yisrael is harder to defend with their second line of defense because they do accept the, the Hebrew date over there. Um, okay. Uh, in addition, what, what, we're going to move on now to the third line of defense. The third line of defense, but 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 before that, um, would also within the second line of defense, um, if I want to communicate to people again in languages that they're going to understand, terms they're going to understand. Like let's say you send an invitation, you're making a, a function, you're making a, even a bar mitzvah. You're making a bar mitzvah. You're making a chasna. You want everyone to come to your chasna. You want everyone to come to your bar mitzvah. Your kid's bar mitzvah, you want everyone to come to uh, your, your, your party. You're sending invitations, and you could be sending invitations to the whole neighborhood, to all the Yidden. In such a situation, am I, now that I'm sending the invitation to the whole neighborhood, all my Jewish friends, and let's say it's only going to Jews, am I obligated to put exclusively the Jewish date on there, and I'm not allowed, I'm not allowed to put the secular date? It would, according to our second line of defense. Second line of defense is, you're allowed to put the second day on the check because the banks don't understand the Jewish day. They don't know what they, they'll think you're crazy. On the emails that you're sending to your mortgage companies, when you make doctor's appointments, you're allowed to use the English days because they don't understand the Hebrew dates. So what about when I'm sending out chasen invitations, bar mitzvah invitations, am I allowed to put the secular date on the bar mitzvah invitation and the chasen invitation? And the answer is yes, you are. Because again, many people out there don't think in terms of the Jewish dates. And I want to make sure everyone gets the right date. I want to make sure everyone shows up. I want to make sure everyone's going to be there by the party. And the test is tricky because the Jewish days begin in the evening and they end in the evening. And so, you know, what, what, what day is he talking about? 8 o'clock p.m. on Gimel Shvat. Is he talking about the night, the Tuesday night? Is he talking about Wednesday night? Is he talking about Thursday night? People get confused. People in, in, in American society are used to thinking in terms of English dates. It's just that we work with English dates. And I want to make sure everyone's going to be there by the chasm, not be a day off for the bar mitzvah. So you would be allowed to use the English date because, again, it's not an I'm not making a statement that I'm counting according to the English dates as opposed to the, the, the Hebrew dates. I want to make sure everyone comes to my party. It's exactly the same svara as writing that date on the check. I want to make sure the, date doesn't, the check doesn't come bouncing back at me. I'm just communicating to people in terms they understand. I'm not failing to count according to the, the, the months that the Torah wants me to count with. I am communicating to people in terms they understand and, and people think in those dates. And therefore, the second line of defense would hold as well for putting a secular date on your invitations. However... However, there's absolutely no reason you shouldn't also be putting the, the, the Hebrew date there, and you actually should. And that's why, you see, most people in bar mitzvah invitations, chas invitations, all kinds of invitations, they will put both dates. And this would be the explanation why. They're putting the Hebrew, the English date, because for that, for, that's for the, a matter of convention to make sure that everyone's going to show up at the right time, at the right place, and the right date of the week. But they put the Hebrew date because of the Ramban, because of Rashi. I don't want to only date my party according to the English date. I'm doing that out of convenience and, 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 and necessity, make sure everybody gets there. But in terms of what's the real date, I put the Hebrew date in there also. The bar mitzvah invitation, the chas invitation that you're sending out to Yidin, no, no reason not to also put the Hebrew date in there. It should be in there as well. And again, that would be Viter, the right thing to do, the appropriate thing to do, Midas Chasidus, is it totally, totally usher to only put the, the, the legal date according to the second line of defense? Pash is not, it's hard to say it's usher to only put the secular date according to the second line of defense, but certainly would be appropriate in, in, in uh, recognition of the words of the Ramban to also put the Hebrew date. Now, there's a third line of defense as well, which would be there, now we saw that the one, the one group of people that we haven't been able to defend so far 
are the people in Eretz Yisrael writing the secular date on the checks. Because there, you can't get away with anything we said so far. There, the, the Hebrew date is accepted. And the banks work with the Hebrew date. They know the Hebrew date. And it's a legal document going to the, Hebrew, to, the, to the banks, the Israeli banks that know the Hebrew date. There's no, there's no room for me to argue that I need to communicate with their language. They're not going to understand. No, they work with the Hebrew date. So what's the, uh, what's the uh, way out over here? There is a third line of defense. Very geshmakasvarim. A very, very geshmakasvarim. Very interesting idea. And, and the idea is like this. The idea is... Um, the idea is, let's go back to the original Pasuk, the original Israel. This month should be the first of the months of the year for the 12 months of the year. Nisan is the first of the 12 months. So the mitzvah is, when we make a month count, the month count has to begin with Nisan. Nisan is the first month, the first of the 12 months. When you count months, you got to count starting with Nisan. So our question is, if I write one, two, three, four for the second month, I'm starting with January, February, March, I, I'm, I'm violating this, this mitzvah coin, the Ramban, and a good Jew wants to fulfill the Ramban, wants to fulfill Rashi. How, how do we get around that? How do we, how do we answer this up? Territ is like this. It's very passable, not just very passable. The, 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 the simplistic approach, simplistic understanding is, in the secular year, months don't really exist. There's no such thing as months. No such thing as months. January, February, March, April, May, June, July, my friends, these months don't exist. We've been robbed. We've been misled. We've been deceived. These months don't exist. These months don't exist. So when I write one, two, three, four, five to number my checks and documents according to these months, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm not violating this mitzvah because these aren't months. The mitzvah is make sure your month count is going to Nisan, Nisan, Ir, Sivan, not according to another order. That's when I'm counting months, but the months of January, February, March don't exist. What does that mean? They don't exist. <laughs> Go tell that to the bank, right? Tell, tell, that to the, uh, tell that to the water company that these months don't exist. Tell that to the electric company. What, do you mean, what does that mean these months don't exist? It means like this. We actually had a Gemara in Megillah. We're doing a Megillah now at night. We had a Gemara in Megillah recently that said that there were two different drushas that says the months are not counted according to hours and years are not counted according to, according to uh, days. And what that meant was that the year, the solar year, is, is, is um, the year when we have a year, a year is defined as a solar year, that's 365 days. And a month is defined according to the lunar month, which is 29 and a half days, but we don't count months according to hours. Months are either 29 or 30 days, and years are 365 days. And the insight from that Gemara is that um, there's two ways of measuring time, uh, big chunks of time. There's years and months. A year, the, the Gemara comes out is 365 days when we're just measuring a year in terms of a year, not 354 days, which is the length of the year according to the lunar calendar, but a month is either 29 or 30 days. Meaning, months and years are not, are not um, measurements of time that, that society made up. A month is not an arbitrary measurement of time that society created. A year is not an arbitrary measurement of time society created. A year is astronomical and a month is astronomical. Everybody understand where we're going with this? Where is a year astronomical? A year is part of the laws of nature. What, what's a year? What's, the, what's a year defined by? The length of time it takes for the Earth to make a complete orbit around the sun. That's 365 and a quarter days. 
It's not arbitrary. It's, there, it's written into the laws of planetary motion. It's astronomy. A month is also not arbitrary. A month is defined as the length of time that the moon takes to make one complete orbit around the Earth. That's 29 and a half days. So that's why we have alternating months of, of, of um, 29 and 30, 29 and 30, because every two months is, is 51 days. Every two months, is, sorry, it's 59 days. And uh, therefore, we have to be switching off 29, 30, 29, 30, 29, 30. Months are determined by astronomical motion. Years are determined by astronomical motion. So when it comes to, let's say, the months have to do with the moon and nothing else. There's no such thing as a month outside of the moon. Everybody understand? Every time the moon makes one complete orbit around the sun, uh, around the earth, a new month, another month, another month, another month, another month. Every time the earth goes once around the year, uh, around the sun, there's another year, another year, another year, another year. Any other way of measuring months, that's, that's imaginary. That, that's arbitrary. That's a convention of society. Those aren't real months. That's just society designed for convenience's sake to split the calendar up in a certain way, to split a 365 and a quarter day calendar into a way that, that makes it convenient and easy to work with and user-friendly. January, February, March, April, May, these monthly breakups have nothing to do with the moon. These aren't real months. This is taking a chunk of 365 and a quarter days and dividing it to 12 smaller, more manageable chunks. 30, 31, 28, 29 days. It's just chunks of time that are, are, are smaller chunks of the solar year. If that's the case, and, and this is really what the Gemara Megillah is saying, that's why a year is not measured according to days, because a year doesn't know bad days, a year doesn't know bad months, a year doesn't know bad secular months. Any months that we impose in the secular year is just a convenience and a convention of society. Mimela, when I count January, February, March, one, two, three, I'm not counting... The, the months differently because these aren't really months. The months are the months of the the real months, the astronomical months, the months that are that are um, months in in, in in reality of of existence, which are lunar months. Lunar months, the real months, which are the lunar months, have to be counted according to Nisan, Er, Sivan. Tammuz, etc. When I count the lunar months differently, that's when I'm violating this halacha. But, but stop carving the year into arbitrary months. These aren't the months that Tara is talking about. These are made up, you know, uh, conventions of society. And, and, and therefore, one could argue these are third line of defense. Third line of defense. And we're basing it based on this Gemara and Megillah that, that, that uh, even when you write the the uh, secular date, even in a check that you're writing out in Eretz Yisrael, you're not violating this because you are not counting months differently because these aren't real months. The real months are the lunar months. So when would I violate if I start from ER as the first month, if I start from Adar as the first month, if I start from Sivan as the first month, that's when I'm in violation of this. But otherwise, I'm not violating it. Lechaira, a nice Sephara. Again, there would be room it's just for Jewish pride and just for not to rely on all the lines of defense. When you have the opportunity to write the Jewish month, still write the Jewish month. Um, when we have the ability to write, uh, and, and as I said before, for, for the wrap-up, I, I, I saw that um, um, in terms of our third line of defense that we're basing on the Gemara Megillah, I, I saw, I saw Ravasha Weiss, he wants to say, he says an interesting argument that's also uh, um, coming from the, the, the same idea. He says, let's say society decided to break a, a year, not into 12 months, but decided to break the year up into 52 weeks. 
Let's say they abandon the monthly system. And then, you know, week one, week two, week three, and then week 27, week 29, week 34, week 46, week 17. They abandon months. They say that we're going to have 52 weeks. Are you, are, are, would anyone think that you're being mavatal this mitzvah da'araisa by writing now, you have to check, you know, uh, 52, week 52, week 17, day three to week 17. Would anyone think that? No, of course not. Why? But, but, I, but I'm, I'm numbering the year differently because... Again, that's just an arbitrary decision that society made. So, too, Rabbi, the secular months is an arbitrary decision that the Julian calendar decided upon, that the, the Roman emperors decided on these, 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 these um, uh, arrangements, but these aren't really months. These are artificial constructs of just dividing the year into 12 parts. Um, these are the three lines of defense and understanding where Claudius was coming from. Again, it would be certainly Midas Hasidus to, to where we have the opportunity to write the Jewish date, certainly on an invitation to write the Jewish date and the secular date. And on a check, if you, if you can train yourself to write Jan, Feb, Mar, instead of one, two, three, again, you're making the Chassam Seifer very happy, and you're, you're not relying on any of the levels of defense. You're, you're doing this to make the, the Ramban happy. But for, to defend the, the vast majority of Kleiso who have this practice otherwise, we have these three lines of defense. And uh, thank you all for joining. Next week, the second half, which we'll say for next week, is writing the secular year. Writing 2023. 2023, we're in big trouble because when you write 2023, you're really dating yourself based on what? What happened to that, according to the guy? What happened 2023 years ago? A certain very bad Jew was born, right? A very bad Jew was born. And, and are we allowed to write the secular year? 1998, see, I was going to throw out the year, I'm stuck in 1998. I was going to say, are you allowed to write 1998? That's where I still am. But um, um, where are you? See, everyone, you, what, you know, pull, what year do you pull out of your pocket? 1972. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so that'll be next week. Are you allowed to write uh, secular years? A question also.